Hey, everybody. Pastor Brent here. Thank you, Pastor Adam. Give you a chance to connect. Just waiting on everybody to come in. Hopefully this is playing through. Let me know when you're on. I'm seeing some clicks, seeing some numbers, six. Send me a shout out or something like that. Let me hear from you. Hello, Jennifer Nicole. Good morning. Up to 13, 15. This is just what you wanted to do, right? Sign in and have me count for you. It's Sesame Street. One, two, three. Good morning, everybody. Wish I could see you and not just a little caption, but it's nice to see the little caption. Up to 25. We'll just give it a little bit more time, try to get as many people logged on as possible. Our family now is, I, I think we're day nine. We are officially free to go outside Friday at three o'clock. Can't wait to have the freedom to go nowhere but at least we'll have the freedom to go nowhere. Trust everybody is keeping well. Do your best to keep well. Do your best to physically distance, washing your hands, staying in as much as you can. Trust me, I get it. This is weird, this is strange. And in some ways it's terrible and awful but it's good to connect with you this morning. We're almost up to 50. I don't know how many people are, are gonna sign in, but uh, we're getting up there now. Just so you know, the text this morning is John three sixteen and 17. John three sixteen and 17. Bet you never heard of that before. And uh, I'm also gonna spend a lot of time on the 121st Psalm. So if you got your hardware there or a good old-fashioned print Bible, John 3, 16, 17, and uh, Psalm 121. I just want to say a few thank yous here. Um, I just you guys need to hear this. Thank you to Pastor Adam and Pastor Jess. Pastor Adam just shared with you all of the things that we're trying to do online. And um, we're learning and so we're hoping that we can expand that within the parameters of our skill and comfort level. Um, also, um, if you have friends that aren't online, we will be doing a mailing on Monday and uh, sharing with them some information. And uh, we're also putting a sermon in the Bible study material in for them as well in print copy. And you should know that all of the staff is working the phones. However, um, if you know of somebody that uh, we haven't reached yet or somebody that might just like a call from one of the staff, let us know. Again, text or email or, or give us a call. We want to make sure that the congregation is cared for as best as we possibly can, understanding the physical limitations that we have right now. But I just want to say thanks to uh, the staff and thanks to the board. Again, you can't see a lot of them, but there are still things that need to be done. We're still in a building program. There's other things that still need to be cared for, um, at, you know, at the church, as you can imagine. So a lot of stuff still going on behind the scenes, but we're just making sure that we're following all the government and health 
guidelines and being smart about these things. So we're up into the 60s and I'm, I'm burning daylight, as my dad used to say when he was quoting John Wayne. So let me pray and then we're going to go to John 3, 16 and 17 and uh, I have a message for you today. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you for each one that's online this morning. We just thank you for the prayer time that we've had, for the worship that we've had and um, Lord, how meaningful that is to us to do this together. We keep hearing the word together, the TV and we are together, and we are just grateful that we can be together. Encourage your people this morning. Encourage them through your word. It's your word. Your word gives life. Your word is truth. Your word gives hope. Your word is solid and sure, and we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so as you can imagine, um, all kinds of thoughts going through my mind as it relates to sermon topics, and um, this week was no different what, what to share, what would be helpful and meaningful at a time like this. And there are all kinds of things that would be helpful and meaningful in time like this. So the, the issue these days isn't what to preach. It's kind of, uh, you know, when to preach it and, and how to preach it. So, you know, I, I, I bounced back with that a little bit this week, back and forth, different texts and different thoughts. And, and to be honest... As I was moving through the week from Monday, literally to yesterday, uh, I changed my mind at least a half a dozen times of what I thought I would preach on. And then just yesterday, just felt the stirring of the Spirit, um, just just to finally start putting something down on a computer document. So I've got that for you. And uh, surprisingly enough, it, it's one of the the old time scriptures that we all know and love, but I'm hoping to take a different approach to it today. So John 3.16, we know the text, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But then there's another verse that we don't talk about so much, where it reminds us that God didn't send his son Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but that through him, that the world might be saved. Now, I don't preach John 3.16 a lot because it's been talked about for so long in many circles. But when I do reference it, I usually mention the fact that the context of this isn't, first of all, that God loves the planet. Although that's true, he created it and, and called it good. Um, the next part of it isn't that God loves all the nice people in the world because that's not true. Uh, the context of this is that God loves a sinful world, uh, a, a sinful humankind, and sent his son into this world, into this sinful, broken world, to save it. And so I got thinking about that in this context, is just how much God loves us. So much so that even in our brokenness and our sin, he sent his son to die for us. Now, that's extraordinary love, and I could go on and on about that. But that's still not where I want to go with this. Where I want to go with this is, is understanding the fact that God planted that same kind of love. We don't have what the Greeks would call an agape love, a God love. Um, that's his but because God first loved us, John says, that we've learned to love one another. And so I'm looking at the pandemic right now, 
and this is the context where I want to frame this. I'm looking at the pandemic right now, and we see such sacrifice. We see people going into workplaces, doctors and our nurses, and everybody else that's connected to some kind of care, uh, paramedics, EMS, the whole bit, right? I, I'm always afraid to start mentioning different groups because then I leave somebody out. But you know what I mean, right? There are so many people right now on the front lines and that are literally risking their health because they're dealing with COVID-19. We've heard the stories about not having enough PPE, right? Uh, personal protection equipment. And so we're getting all of that. And yet these people knowing the risks are going in every day and are risking their lives. Now, why did they do that? Some people might say, well, it's, it's their job. They, they, that's, you know, they went to school, they trained for that, they signed up for that. But I'm not sure that most doctors and nurses and, and paramedics and firefighters and police officers were thinking pandemic when they signed up for this stuff. Uh, just my guess. Maybe you realize that that could happen, but it's, you know, it's Canada, right? Those things don't happen here. So it isn't just that they signed up for this. It isn't just the paycheck, right? How much could somebody or should somebody pay you to literally risk your life? So there's no number you can put on that. I think it comes back to this love that God put in our hearts. People are willing to sacrifice because we value human life. There is just something about the value of a human life, and especially those that are in need. Why do they fight so hard for people who are sick, regardless of their age? Why do people fight so hard for the lives of the unborn, that they'll get a chance to take their first breath out of the womb? Why do we fight so hard for the marginalized, those that don't have a voice and perhaps can't speak for themselves? Why are there advocates? Because there's this understanding that there is intrinsic value in a human life because we are created in the image of God. God sent his son to redeem us, to bring us back to himself. And that the bottom line is this, if I can just put it in simple terms, people matter. People matter to God and people matter to us. Why do we preach the gospel? because we realize that people without the gospel are lost. There's, there's no hope for them. They are bound for an eternity where they are just on their own. But we reach out for them because we love them. It, it, it isn't just that we're trying to fill a church. It, it isn't that we're you know trying to, to grow a local assembly. It's because God so loved the world that we so love the world. And in this pandemic, in the midst of all of this tragedy, and sadness, we see again people, even people who aren't saved, people understanding the value of life. And we fight hard for life because life is wonderful. Life is precious. We are created in, in the image of our maker. And so this is something we value. So people, people go to work every day. People are going to work every day because people matter. It reminds me of Psalm 139, and I'll, I'll give you a second just to kind of look that up. It, it reminds me of Psalm 39, 139, and the text is verse 14. And the Bible tells us this. The psalmist says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. 
fearfully and wonderfully made. And that means everybody. And, and not just fearfully and wonderfully made in, in the time that we are knit together in our mother's womb. It isn't just at that time, but the life itself until that life passes on into eternity, is a fearfully wonderful life. Again, regardless of who is breathing the breath of life, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. If you dig into the Hebrew on those passages or those verses, those words, it talks about that we were were put together with reverence, with awe, with respect, with dignity. There is something just special about humankind that is different than any other thing that God has created, even the angels. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, all life values. So you see all kinds of people right now make sacrifices. And even if they're not Christ followers, they understand the value of human life. And this is why people are putting themselves out there and risking themselves. The world's in trouble right now. You've heard that we're in this together. You've heard that we're going to come through this. I believe all of that. Somewhere down the road in the weeks and months to come, we'll be on the other side of this. Lots more to say about that in the weeks to come. But um, God's not going to let all, all of us fall apart or this world fall apart because he created the world. He created humankind. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And in the midst of this pandemic, God is going to be there for us. I know he is. He has been and he will be. And not just with the church, but with his creation, God will be there. Why do I know that? Because God sent his son into the world to save the world, right? To save sinful humankind, to save us, not to condemn us, but to save us. If, if God wanted us to implode and explode right now, he could have done that in a thousand different ways. But he has sent his son to save us. And and that isn't done yet. God's got a plan. God's working out his plan. God is still alive and well and on his throne. And we are his church. And even in the midst of kind of being confined physically, we have responsibility to let people know that God loves them and that God's going to take care of them and that Jesus died on the cross for them and they need a savior. They don't need just a solution to the current problem, but they need a savior. Not just a solution, but a savior. And so I think that's really important for us to keep that in mind, that God's not done with us yet. This isn't the beginning of the end. I don't sense that in any way, and I don't see that in Scripture. We know that one day down the road, the tribulation's going to come. This ain't that. We are in a particular crisis right now, and we are learning some things about ourselves, about our faith, about how our church functions, about how society reacts in crisis. There's all kinds of things we're learning. Again, for a sermon down the road, but God loves us. But, but let me just take you to the 121st Psalm and, and see what, what the psalmist said. I think there are about 14 songs of, called the Songs of Ascent. And these psalms or these songs were sung while the people were going up to Jerusalem to the temple to worship. And it was, uh, it was an incline. They were going up. And so as they were working their way up to the temple in Jerusalem, which was elevated, the the town and and the temple, they recite and sing these songs of ascent. And one of them is the 121st. And it says this, I lift my eyes up to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. He will not let your foot be moved. 
He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel or us will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Now, there's all kinds of good things in that psalm, and I'm not trying to take you away from John 3.16, that God loves us, and because God loves us, he's going to take care of us, and not just his church, but the world at this time, because time is not up in this world. Uh, There's still many people to be saved. There's still lots of work to be done, but we've learned that God values life, and because of that, we value life, and we're willing to sacrifice, excuse me, The 121st Psalm here reminds us about that. Folks, where does our help come from? I'm praying for medicines and I'm praying for protective equipment and I'm praying for a a vaccine. I'm praying for all of those things. But as a Christ follower, we have to remember, where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord. So pray to the Lord, not only to protect you, but to grant the wisdom that we need with our sciences and our health officials and our politicians, that we'll have godly wisdom. Uh, Solomon, when given the opportunity to pray for or ask for anything, what did he pray or ask for? He asked for wisdom. And so let's all pray for wisdom for the big picture and in our own lives right now, um, for our own personal wisdom in how we carry on these days But remember this, that the Lord is your keeper and the Lord is your shade on your right hand. And um, he's going to keep you from all evil and he will keep your life and he will keep you when you're coming in to your home, when you're with your families, and he will keep you in your going out when you're either out working at something essential, excuse me, or you're just going for groceries. Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, everything in it everything in it, you and me, God is our helper. And so I want you to remember that God loves us. God loves everybody. God is going to take care of us. We're going to pray for wisdom, that God gives us the wisdom we need for the big picture stuff, for the big solutions, and just for our day-to-day lives, the minutes and hours that we spend here in our homes or in our workplaces. And, and an understanding of what compels us, what drives us to sacrifice, to help others, to put our lives at risk, is a love that God has deposited in our hearts. A quiet voice that says, I'm willing to do this because other people matter, because other lives matter. It's not that our lives don't matter, but God has put something in our hearts that we're willing to risk ourselves for the benefit of others. And I'm so grateful, excuse me again, that we have people in our church right now doing that. I've had emails, I've had, excuse me, (coughs) I've had emails, I've had text messages, I've had contact from our frontline workers who are scared and they, and, and, and that's understandable but they're still getting up every day going out and doing this. And so we're gonna pray for them, God's protection. But 
Even sometimes they might say to themselves or the family or friends might say to them, like, why do you do this? And it's just something that God has put in our hearts because of the intrinsic value of human life. People matter. So moving forward from this, when this crisis is in a rearview mirror and we've learned some things and hopefully better prepared for what might come next. When you're thinking about not just the sick, but the marginalized, those that can't speak for themselves, those that have caretakers and other kinds of people, you know, speaking for them and working for them. When we're thinking about the unborn who can't speak for themselves, remember those people. Don't let this moment in time or these moments in time be lost on you. We are grateful for the outpouring of love and effort on those that are sick, those that need us now. But there are all kinds of other people that are going to need us moving forward. And we do it because of the value of human life. We do it because God says that these people matter. The church needs a voice to be a voice for the voiceless, uh, for the marginalized. Um, And I, I think that's one of the things that I'm learning, that all life matters, all life is precious, in the womb, out of the womb, uh, the old, the young, those that may not have the acumen that you have and cannot articulate their needs because of some physical limitation or mental limitation. But it's a reminder to be the church all the time, everywhere. And, and hopefully it, it doesn't always take a crisis to get us there. But in the, in, in the remembering that God loves everybody, don't forget, right, that, that he loves you. And I wanted to include the 124th Psalm because that's the psalm for you. John 3, 16, 17, it's about the world. It's big picture. But, but Psalm 121 is for you. So read the psalm today. Read it few, for a few times because I know we all leak. And, and, and it's a, just a strong reminder that our help comes from God. In your comings and your goings, God is going to take care of you. Pray that over yourself. Pray that over your family. Pray that over your friends. I'm not sure what the time is, but I'm guessing that I'm coming up on my 30 minutes, uh, kind of the critical time in order to save these and and post them. So I'm going to sign off. Um, My family says hi. I've had a request that some of them kind of pop in on the screen and show up. I'm not sure if they're thrilled about doing that, but Bev's with us. She says hi. Karen, of course, she just brought me a glass of water because I'm having a bit of a a throat thing here as I'm speaking. I'm not used to talking this long anymore. Kyle's here, and we're all kind of sequestered here. We're all doing well. We trust that you're all doing well again. And uh, keep the faith. Be strong. Reach out to others. Reach out to us if you need to. Um, I I don't want to seem like I'm a parrot of politicians, but we will get through this. But we're going to get through this because our help comes from the Lord. I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? Verse 2, my help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. Father, bless, bless the congregation today, everybody. Bless everybody connected to them. Lord, keep them strong. Keep them healthy. Those who are sick, bring healing into their lives. Lord, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, keep us strong in the Lord and in in his mighty power. Help us to keep praying in the Holy Spirit and be fervent for you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.
Have a great day in the Lord. We love you. Bye-bye.